the circus is in town, it's time for a train ride. The best circus town train rides are the dependable ones that'll depart and arrive on time. The ones that'll take you from clown to trapeze squad elephant, see? Now come on the train with the circus promise. It's intense. Noises abound. It's high noon here at Mutiny Radio. FM. You're listening to the AltaCast. I'm your host Pam Benjamin. I will be joined soon by Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. Win. Wow, what a show we have for you guys today. I did a lot of research. Extensive. I've read over 50 first-person accounts from first responders to the Twin Towers in 9-11. Never forget, it's been 16 years, everybody, and wow, is the cognitive dissonance ripe. I did not expect this week on Facebook to get, wow, like some incredibly mean comments. Uh, I mean, but it's unbelievable. Uh, Over 106 different comments, and that's not even the comments within the comments. It was Troll City. I thought that the government was going to come after me for just talking about what's on the internet with, uh, and I, I, I just, I, it was so, I thought it was so innocuous. On 9-11, I posted, jet fuel burns at 1,400 degrees Fahrenheit, steel melts at 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit. That's truth, not conspiracy. Be honest with someone today. And I was mostly just saying be honest with someone today because of the, you know, the lies. That, it, it's become a point where cognitive dissonance is with all of us. And it's not, is our government lying to us? It's how much are they lying to us? It's unbelievable. And I know it is inconceivable to get through our heads that it's inconceivable what, if we believe, it's, okay, so I'm having it right now. I'm having tension in my brain because I cannot believe these two disparate ideas. I was taught to send jelly beans to Ronald Reagan and that the president and that our government had the best interest in us, the people. That's what we're taught. And then, as an adult, when you learn that they don't give a fuck about us, wow, it's money. Follow the money. It's so sad. It's so sad. And we go, no, that couldn't be happening. But we're worthless to them because we're just money. We're just dollars. We're not even real. But like this confuses us because as Americans, we're so entitled. They've been killing people everywhere for years. Look what we did to Vietnam. Look what we've done to all these countries. What are we doing right now in other countries? We're murdering people for profit. Uh, really when it comes down to it because there's no reason for us to have an oil-based economy except to keep the people in power that are already in power with their money. Do I sound like a crazy person? Yeah, kind of. And it's making me feel crazy because I I don't want to believe things. We're going to even talk about flat earthers today. Boy, is that weird. But I, I did read. I don't deny. I'm not a 9-11 denier. It happened. We've watched the videos. What I'm saying is how did it happen? And why did it happen? And did it have to happen? Wow, I watched an hour and a half with the woman who uh, wrote this. Uh, It was 
extreme prejudice. And she was in the CIA and she was a handler for, um, or a, an asset with um, talking with the Iraqi government. And the, the things she says as a whistleblower on the CIA are amazing. And it's that for months ahead of time, they knew about a tactic, a terrorist tactic to hijack planes and flow them, fly them in. But how did those planes, how did that happen? And then you've got people who've been accidental suicides and they said, yeah, there was a bomb. I was in the basement. There was a bomb and all that stuff, which is even we're going to listen to the one thing Donald Trump that I might believe him on in 2001. He said, I know how to build buildings and I know how to destroy buildings. You'll see. He said it couldn't have happened without a bomb, either on the plane or in the building. Uh, it's, but I'm scared even talking about it now because I'm like, it's a new, it's a secret. Okay, some things are crazy, like, but I, I can't even anymore. That we're going to talk about flat Earth too, and are we? I mean, but how much? Once we establish that the government lies to us, then the question is, how much are they lying to us, and about what, and why, and what happens if we know? Can we actually make a difference? Is money pointless? <laughs> Should we all be socialists? The thing is that we continue giving money to the people that keep having money. Why do they need so much money? Why do they need so much? Who are they giving it to? Their families are keeping these, these monopolistic family centers of money that, that what control the earth? Like, ah, I, uh, we have a phone call. If it's sweet Gail, I'm going to lose my mind. Let me check on the, uh, you can call us at 415-550-0511. I'm so scared that it's the government calling us. Private call. Oh. Uh, not picking it up. Sorry. I'm afraid now. I gotta... I can't talk about it. Let's go to the gnarl. Let's go to the news. Let's go to the uh, Drug Policy Alliance news and the gnarl news. Because it is actually really great today. Uh, mute, mute New Radio. Uh, on the AltaCast here, we do news from Narl Pro-Choice America and Drug Policy Alliance. Go to drugpolicy.org and give them money uh, or give Narl money up in the corner. There's a little donate button. Give them some money while you're at it. Go to mutinyradio.fm. Hit our donate button and give us some money And because I'm afraid I'm going to have to get some people to protect me from the you know, the government coming in. And I, I, All I'm saying is the stuff I've been finding on the internet, right? And the scariest thing I read, 50... First person. I mean, I've been like addicted to it. It's great. And some of the things are redacted in these in these first person narratives that were recorded. And these are of EMS, uh, EMT, and firefighters, all the way up to the chief, all the way. It is it is chilling what was going on. And the concept that people knew about that before it happened is insane and horrific. And if it was planned by a shadow government that's even worse because how could we even conceptualize that many people and people got mad at me they're like people died and stuff I'm like I know that's the problem I'm not denying that it didn't happen I'm just saying why and how people died people jumped out of that fucking building it is some of the scariest things we're 16 years after and it's still it's like I'm I've never I never really thought about it that much because I I took the party line and then 
because I said, well, this is the way it happened. And as I've been, people are unearthing things and putting them on the internet and the architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth and the pilots for 9-11 Truth, people saying that it's impossible to fly in that manner. People saying that it's impossible for a building to fall in its own footprints. Reading the first person narratives of the firefighters that said, we thought if we were here, we're gonna die because the building will topple them. And they were saying, well, thank goodness it went straight down. But all of the vaporization of of the of the asbestos and that we'll get to that too. Let's get to Narl first before Latoya, the sheriff of truth, gets here. Uh, this is a big day. September thirteenth, twenty seventeen, a big day. Narl inclusion of abortion care in Medicare for all. A big win for women and families. Uh, Elise Hoag, president of Narl Pro Choice America, issued the following statement in response to Senator Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All Act. Senator Sanders' health care bill ends the debate and makes clear that reproductive health care, including abortion services, is a fundamental right, not just a privilege for the wealthy. The senator's work to draft this legislation is groundbreaking advancement for a simple truth. We will never solve our health care crisis until women have full access to reproductive services. The introduction of this bill is the culmination of significant work led by women of color who suffer the most when contraception and abortion care are offered on a pay-to-play basis. At a time when Donald Trump and the GOP obsess over rolling back coverage, and after decades of poor women and women of color not having access to that coverage, this bill finally focuses on expanding access to basic health care, like abortion and birth control. This plan ensures that women can access birth control and maternity care, regardless of their boss's opinion, while also eliminating the devastating abortion coverage restrictions that cause scores of women to be treated as lessers than their peers. Measures like this are key to creating a world where women are full partners in society and able to determine our own futures. We look forward to working with Senator Sanders, as well as his sponsors, Senators Gillibrand, Warren Harris, Hirano, Baldwin, Shaheen, Booker, Franken, oh, I love Al Franken, Heinrich Leahy, Markey, Blumenthal, Schatz, Merkley, Udall, and White House to build on this work. Yay! Yay! Healthcare for women is good. Uh, this is crazy. Speaking of babies and... I... This is crazy. So I've had an IUD now. Hey, listeners, welcome to my life. I've had an IUD for many years now, I think. Four years, probably. A copper IUD, little pool sweeper in my uterus, keeps out all the dead babies. It's great. I love it. I am like four days late for my period, and I'm losing my mind. I'm. I actually. I have an old pregnancy test at home since before I had my uh, my uh, IUD put in, and I'm sure it still works or whatever. But I'm nervous. I'm. I'm gonna have to wait a couple days, and then I'm like, oh my god, if I got pregnant with an IUD in, well. The tr- apocalypse truly is upon us because I would probably have to have that kid. I'd be like, this is a miracle, baby. You're not supposed to have a baby with that, with an IUD. And, and what happens if you're actually pregnant with an IUD? Oh, do you mess with the fetus? Do I have to get an abortion now? I don't, I, I'm, I hope I'm not. I hope I've just miscalculated my days or something. But I have an IUD. Although they say, oh, they're like 98.999%. Scary, scary stuff, everybody. Maybe a little too honest for the 15,000 listeners on the Altacast, but thank you for listening. It's so nice. 
Oh, this happened the other day, week thing. Betsy DeVos being a... God, I... I'm so afraid the government is listening now that I don't want to call her a cunty asshole, but she rolling back the sexual assault protections. I mean, wow. Okay, so this is, again, Elise Hogue, her response to Betsy DeVos. And she says it much nicer than I do. I, you know, I mean, and I say whatever. I mean, I got I got called a cunt this week, too, but he spelled it with a K. Ha, ha, ha. So it's like, you dummy. Oof, those trolls, they came at me. We'll read some of those later. It's very scary. Um, so this is Elise Hogue, president of Neuro Choice America, issued the following statement following Education Secretary Betsy DeVos's speech on changes to Title IX protections for women. We're not surprised that a man who bragged about assaulting women would take action to defend others who do the same. But it is always so disturbing to see a woman rob another woman or rob other women of their sense of safety and their protection of bodily autonomy. This administration can barely get anything done, and yet they continue to find time to erode people's most basic human right, to be in charge of what happens to their own body. From new mass restrictions on abortion access, banning transgender Americans from serving in the military, and now declaring open season on Title IX protections for sexual assault survivors, this administration has been relentless in their intention to punish anyone not like them. NARL members will not stop fighting these attacks that hurt our progress toward greater gender equality. I mean, it's... So you might say, well... What did Betsy say? Uh, I mean, it's it's basically saying that you can't. Uh, so, it, and then we've got this from one day ago. Betsy DeVos is right about campus sexual assault. Uh, we go, oh, it's a witch hunt, and what if they? Okay. Uh, and CNN agrees, really? Betsy DeVos says she will rewrite rules on campus sexual assault. I wonder if she's ever been sexually assaulted or felt that on a college campus. Now, I was almost raped, and it wasn't on the college campus. It was a fraternity when we were in San Felipe, Mexico, and I was really wasted, and a gentleman, a bad, not gentleman, a opportunistic, you know, I was wasted, uh, but he tried to have sex with me when I was wasted and I even at the time I was a virgin juice that would have been even scarier but I was super drunk and a guy came upstairs his last name was McCune his dad owned um car things down there in San Diego and thank you dude who like told this guy I kind of came out of it I was like what and he's like he like carried me downstairs and was like I it was uh opportunistic men with drunk women go well they're drunk they don't they can't but you can't consent if you're drunk right I mean but why would what is a woman's right to consent fuck that bitch right what's my right as a dude when I'm horny and drunk and she's fucking passed out she's not gonna remember anyways I mean they're a dude I anyways let's see Let's try to be a little bit of uh, bipartisan on this and look at the New York Times that say right and left react to Betsy DeVos's changes to campus sexual assault rules. The 
Political news is cycling fast and keeping up can be overwhelming. Trying to find differing perspectives worth your time is even harder. And that's why the New York Times scoured the internet for political writing from the right and left that you might not have seen. And they have a whole archive. The New York Times archive is where I got um, all of those first-person narratives in. Uh, they're in alphabetical order, but they're, uh, the, the dates are different. And the dates that are closer to 9-11 are much different in their first-person narratives than the one that happened later. Hey, I know, 9-11, right? But we're, first, we're, I didn't get into it yet. I got into, um, we started with Narl. And uh, Cunty Bessie DeVos, you know, not having a problem with, oh, you know, rape on campus, sexual, because women, I mean, here's the thing. Our president wants, he can punch women in the cunt, get it. But when when you're a woman and you punch other women in the cunt, fuck you. Like, how far does this administration have to go to just disrespect women even further? Especially as a woman, man. Yeah. How how low can you go? That's like, you know, that also means coons, too. Like, people like Ben Carson, like, as it's the same thing. It's like, how dare you? You know what it's like. You've been sex. I mean, maybe, maybe she hasn't. Maybe she just was never sexually assaulted on a co- college campus, or like harassed. everyone else, or, or harassed. harassed. Yeah, even with that. Yeah, and that's commonplace every day. We go yeah. out, go outside, Pam. Yeah, well, and <laughs> parties on college campus. And now, okay, we just train men now at this point to have no respect for women's autonomy over their own body. We can grab them by the pussy. We can grab their ass. We can say whatever we want to them. We can. We can fuck them when they're drunk. Uh, we can, you know, when they're when they have no ability to consent. Speaking, or, speaking of that, by the way, I just was reading uh, since we're on sexual assault and rapers. Mm. Uh, Brock Turner, the guy that was Brock accused Turner! of um, of raping the woman at Stanford, yeah. his mugshot is in a a, a book, in a psychology book now. Really? Yeah, he's the fa- he's the face of rape. He's the face of yeah. rape. Yeah, you know he is. I, I think it's a, a psychology, college psychology book. That's that makes me so happy because he was <laughs> not punished enough. And if he can be the face of rape forever, good. Know the face of rape. Oh, you're a good-looking rich white guy. You are the face of rape. Oh, except when you're in India and you just grab women and rape them on the bus. Uh, so this is the New York Times saying um, on either side. Uh, David French in the National Review said our campuses are not exempt from the Constitution. There is no excuse for government-mandated kangaroo courts in any part of American life, especially in America's institutions of higher learning. Uh, Mr. French believes that critics of Education Secretary Betsy DeVos plan to reform Title IX procedures for cases on sexual assault on college campuses, believe and propagate a pile of junk science seasoned with a heaping helping of far-left ideology. He questions the statistics most often cited by true campus ideologue activists that come unglued at the mere mention of due process. Okay, so he agrees with what's happening, is saying, oh, we're not going to prosecute him. I, it makes me crazy that if women actually do come forward when they've been raped, that's unusual anyways. And then to say, well, if they do come forward, we're not going to really... I'm just trying to imagine, like, if I was a student, a female student at one of these institutions, I'd be pissed off. I want a refund. Mm-hmm. Think about all the money you're paying into these institutions, and you're paying, you're staying on campus, and you're and staying on campus is expensive as fuck. Yeah, absolutely. It's not cheap, and you can't even be protected. You're right. paying for you're paying right. for all this, and you know if you do get assaulted, sexually assaulted. Well, you know it's his word against hers, or her word against his. You know. Well, good. It's her word against his. She's the one whose body was violated without her consent. 
Here's here's from uh, Ash Chow in The Federalist says, if today's activists think due process is so terrible, what would stop them from working to remove it from our courts? Exactly. Oh, so you don't want to have due process on a, on a campus court situation to figure out rape. It would, once we start eroding our civil liberties, what makes it stop there? Oh, good. Look at that. Oh, look, more civil liberties eroded in college campuses because what, are college students not people? When you're 18, you're an adult, but not really, not really until you're 21, but you're kind of an adult, but you're not an adult. I think it's because a lot of them are scared that a lot of these rapists are people who have a certain class and standard. Mm. I'm not saying all. I'm just saying there's a very large plethora of them, white straight males who come from money who are probably being accused. That's just my conspiracy theory. This is what Lucia Graves said in The Guardian. The sexually accused are overwhelmingly male, overwhelmingly white, 57% according to RAINN and presumably entitled. In other words, they are Trump's core constituency to a T. Oh, so Betsy DeVos gets the line from Trump, we can all grab pussy. I said it, you said it, we can do it. Pussy is a thing that is ours. We are entitled to it when we are rich and white. You fucking assholes. We can also also decide when and if you get to have a baby or decide your own choices because you're a stupid woman and you have no rights because you're not a real person. This is what our government is saying to us. This is what I'm talking about, cognitive dissonance. They say they care about us and then we're not even people. So how are we supposed to believe anything at this point? How are we not supposed to change our minds? How are we supposed to go with the party line? Shut up, bitch, and take it. Shut up, bitch. That's what they're saying to us. They're saying, shut up, bitch. Just take it. Yeah. You can't take a little dick once in a while? I mean, that's basically what they're saying is it's the same thing about the laws used you're to be my property. Married. Right. Once you're married, you're property and they can, you know, it's institutionalized. There is rape and marriage rape. Absolutely. Too. Rape there can marriage. be rape and marriage. But then how does a woman go against her husband and word against his and women are stupid for years and years and now all of a sudden we're like, and you know what they hate? I'm so afraid the government's going to come after us. 15,000 listeners, don't, don't rat us out, okay? I don't want them to, to, all of these crazy things I've been looking at, the 9-11 whistleblowers and people that had like, were, first person viewers of the bombs in the or feeling it in the in the basement and now they're dead from supposed suicides and weird thing i mean it's scary dude this whole world is fucking scary but i do i mean just reading that today about brock turner as the face of rape made me kind of tickled me a little absolutely. bit absolutely you know yeah screw that guy but but what you were Seriously. just reading that was just the theory I said about like two minutes ago. Right. Here it and, is. And, and my theory was correct. Yeah. It just, it just, it just put it, put it the puzzle together. Just, just a little it, bit. Yeah. Yeah. Put, put the puzzle together. Yeah. It's crazy to me. And they get Betsy DeVos. Bitch. To sell women down the river once again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she, I just can't even. It, you know, these people don't realize until it happens to them or someone close to them right. that it's not a problem for them. Sure. So just whatever. Yeah. I have a son. He wouldn't do that. Right. You know. Except we provide them porn now when they're twelve. You don't think that you when you give your when you give your son your twelve year old son an iPhone eight. It is all porn. All you're doing is handing the keys to porn and saying, I'm not going to, I don't, do what you 
want. There is so much out there and you cannot let a 12-year-old discern for themselves what is real and what is fake. They don't know the difference. And we haven't taught them any critical thinking skills in school. So now they're getting access to all of this information. And it's and they're boys, they want to have sex. And then they get an idea in their head that this is the way that it is and it's real. And abusing women... Well, I mean, just think about it. You got grown ass men who still hoop and whistle and then like send dick pics thinking that that's one way to win a woman over. And they're like in their 40s, 50s, 60s. Sure. Still thinking like, oh, if I just send this picture of my junk, she'll really, really want me. It's Mm -hmm. never worked. We talked about that last week Mm -hmm. or like whistling at women or like, you know, just cat calling. Mm. Uh, Bitches don't like that. Mm -mm. No. I, I do my favorite. Uh, there is a difference between catcalling and complimenting. It's a fine line, Ditto, yeah. but it's when um, an, an, a lovely gentleman, as I was walking by, said, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. <laughs> that is a compliment. I don't, I don't, I, is that catcalling? I don't have an issue with that. Some women might. But, I don't have an issue with that. I don't have an issue with that. I'm not soft like that. Or, you know, even if a guy says, like, you look nice today and just walks by, I don't have an issue with that. I don't that. have an issue with that. That's a very nice way to say, yeah. you can, someone can appreciate the way that I look, but, there, but they don't have to sexualize it in a way like, I want to fuck your pussy. Like that, <laughs> that is catcalling. Yeah, but you, there are some feminists that would say, that would disagree with what we just said, though. That comp- you can't compliment a yeah. feminist? Like, what do you mean I look good today? Why do I have to look good today? You know, there's, right, cer- right, there's right, certain, right, right. you know. So for those, you know, who are like that, really, just lighten up. Lighten, lighten the up fuck a little up. Bit. Lighten, lighten up a little up. bit, yeah. You know, not well, every- we've got to give a little. We can't be like, we don't want to get raped and we want abortion, but we also can't take a compliment. Like, yeah. we've got to... <laughs> there's a balance. There's a balance. we got to give a little, get a little right on that one. But I, um, fuck Betsy DeVos. We dude, know we can agree on that. I was leaving yoga on Monday and I was sweaty and I looked a hot mess. I even got cat called this guy, some scrub, hanging on the passenger side of his best friend's mm. ride, like for real, trying to holler at me. <laughs> uh, was like, hey girl, I saw you working out in that yoga studio. Yeah, you look good in them pants, blah, blah, blah. And I just put my finger up and just kept walking, like, oh girl, why yeah. you gotta be like that? Why are you gonna. Listen. At least he didn't say, I want to put my face in your downward dog. Has that happened to you? No, I, but something like that could have happened. I mean, <laughs> he could have been more creative with his compliment. I would have been impressed if he knew what downward dog was. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, you know how what a downward dog? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I, I agree. It's catcalling, complimenting. It's a fine line. It's a fine line. It is. But we can kind of tell. If it's gross, then it's not a compliment. It's the same thing. Like, you can be vulgar or you can be respectful. And you can, and sometimes there's no reason to comment on, but I comment on women's appearance sometimes. If they have a super cute dress, especially, I love it when like, women over 60 like, look darling on the street. And I will say, I will say, you look amazing. Absolutely. And I don't think that's catcalling. No. And if a man said that to a, a wonderful looking older lady too, I don't think that she would consider it catcalling. But, you know, if they say like, you know, that's a nice skirt. Can I get under for a sniff? Now, see, that is disturbing. Or, or I'll even say this. Have, have you even heard dudes like be like, hey, psst, or th- do this pss, 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 pss. To you, and you know they talk to you. That's cat calling. Sure. Or, or when dudes like or do the this little kiss as they drive. Yeah. Well, because I hate that. I, I hate it too. I want to cut motherfuckers. But it's because they're not engaging. 
they can engage us with intelligence and a little bit of gentlemanliness. That's catcalling to me. Or they can whistle because they can't think of words other than, like, their whistle says, mm-hmm. I want to fuck you in the ass. Absolutely. Because they want to say it out loud. They want to be like, I want to get my face in those cheeks. I want to, but they can't say it because they don't have anything respectful to say. Now, if they're smart and they come up with, you got a nice fit on today. <laughs> Double entendre talking about, I am fit and it's an outfit. Fine, fair, compliment. Done. Yeah. Done. Or girl, your ass is fit. No, no, you don't know my ass. Yeah. You don't even know my name. Yeah. Stop talking about my ass. Right, right, right. Know you don't, my name before my ass. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> right. And then just touching without permission is a problem. Uh, it's just problem. Bad. So bad. Just don't touch so, without Do you know how many times I've like hit a dude at like a club or a bar or even at my job because you've touched me inappropriately i'm on the dance floor and like you want to grab my ass i mean i've started almost like fights because of that because i'm just like you that's assault brother yeah i that is an unwanted touch you want me but he probably would want me to grab his dick but no i'm not gonna do that because that's sexual assault and plus i don't want your dick right it's unwanted in uh in 2005 i was in brooklyn and i was partying at a place called galapagos and it was really neat because when you walked in there was like um like a lily pad pond and it was winter time and so it was cold outside but inside it was very nice and there was a pond and it was very cool it's a bar and they were dancing it's fun and i was pretty drunk and i met a woman who was someone's mom and she was there for something and she was with all these girls and she had a sweater set in pearls and she was very nice she was like maybe 55 56 and i befriend her and we start playing a game of my making up and volition called grab ass which is a big feminist game where we just grab hot guys asses and then we point at each other so first I grab a guy's ass and I point at her and then she grabs a guy's ass and points at me we're having a wonderful time and her, her daughter ends up getting very angry with me and she's like you're asking my mother to assault men in a bar and I was like we're just playing grab ass I'm just, I'm just a feminist I'm like we're just feminists together I mean this was like this is like the beginning of fourth wave feminism right we're like we're just feminists hanging out just being feminists just being dudes just grabbing ass just grabbing hot guys asses young hot guys in New York city what the fuck <laughs> we're not doing anything wrong no, it, but it but it was a game that was created in response to mm-hmm. how many times i've been assaulted in la at hip-hop clubs with the hip-hop hot dogs sticking in my buns and people coming up and like i did not want to dance with you like that and your dick is in my ass right now why you gotta even say hip-hop clubs though I mean, because it, it doesn't just happen in hip-hop clubs. It's only happened to me in hip-hop clubs. Yeah, I, let me tell you, them studious white folks and white clubs that you pay $20, $30 to get into and have Movie dress code. Yeah, um, that's happened to me before, you know, there. I mean, I think, point. my point is that I think all men are fucking gross. Um, white dudes just have their own kind of grossness. They're more like the sexual predator, as for sure. brothers will probably play grab ass more on the dance floor. Right. And like brown brothers will like probably do the same thing. 
Yeah. But I, I noticed how the sexual, how, how men are misogynist in different kind of cultures in their own way. Sure. Especially when it comes to certain like, things like that, what you were describing. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's happening. She was to me dancing. She wants it. Every girl that's on the dance floor gets a dick in their ass. And we get to rub up on them without even seeing their face. And we get to do whatever we want. Yeah. I think that's a universal I thing. I think it's a universal too. thing, I think, too. Yeah. I shouldn't say hip hop. You're right. Yeah. I was being, I yeah. was, I was. But if you want to keep it real, this is the AltaCast, so, you know, there's no judgment. I'm just saying it was a hip-hop club, as I went with my friends. We don't want to use the stereotype. We don't want to use stereotype. Because we don't want to use the stereotype that it's just black men. Let's, I just no, no, no. That. It was like in Koreatown, too. There were a lot of <laughs> Asians there. Because uh. Koreans, actually, Koreans love them in some hip-hop. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's just like, still to this very day, men don't get it. As long as we've been saying, no, we don't find this appealing. No, we don't find this attractive. No, uh, you playing grab ass with me on the dance floor. You're not going to get my phone number. Right, exactly. Yeah. Cat calling on the street is not going to get you some pussy. No, no, it's not. It's going to talk your way out of some pussy. Yeah. Well, and what's the the point? Is it a power play just to just to make us feel like yet to dominate yeah Yeah, that's what it is basically and they lose all the time uh uh, we are moving on to drug policy alliance news uh this was from press release from yesterday is pretty exciting especially here in california major drug sentencing reform bill passed by the california legislator heads to governor's desk this happened yesterday so good stuff racial justice and drug policy reform groups win rare change through legislator legislature sacramento yesterday the california state assembly passed a bill to repeal sentence enhancements for prior drug convictions by 41 to 25 vote senate bill 180 authored by senator holly mitchell of los angeles and ricardo lara of long beach repeals a three-year sentence enhancement for prior drug convictions including petty drug sales and possession of drugs for sales the bill passed in state senate in june and now goes to governor brown for his signature or veto this was a huge effort and thanks to senators mitchell and lara for leading on an issue that is incredibly important to low-income families most impacted by the war on drugs said Eunice hernandez with the drug policy alliance this bill also frees up tax dollars that have long been wasted on lock up policies that have had no positive impacts in terms of public health or public safety Current law provides for a penalty of up to five years in jail or prison for sales of even the smallest amounts of cocaine, heroin, or methamphetamine. The enhancements add three years for each prior conviction, and according to the data from the the state sheriffs, is a leading cause of sentences over 10 years in county jail. Wow. That's interesting that they'll... Each prior conviction, they were just adding three years. So if you just even had... If you were had any heroin in like a club and something happened... They just add three years to your sentence. That's pretty crazy. Public defenders, drug treatment providers, and racial justice advocates say that current law ensnares low-income and addicted people in overlong and unjust sentences. These penalties fall overwhelmingly on blacks and Latinos, although surveys show that whites use and sell drugs at rates equal to those in these groups. You don't say. <laughs> it's crazy. It's one of those cognitive dissonance things again. We've been told for so long that black people and Scary. brown people are the ones doing crack Fear. or doing drugs and suddenly we They're realize poor. that we're all humans are using drugs when we have access to them about the same rates and yet we only incarcerate a specific quotient of our population. That's just You know where I would get most of my cocaine from and my my uh 
my other drugs like shrooms white people yeah, yeah that's true <laughs> absolutely thanks white people thanks white people uh the bill leaves sentences intact as well as other enhancements for such as selling to a minor great don't sell the kids Dude, that's stupid uh, or selling to an adult or minor within a thousand feet of a school Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. yikes i know we're like well we're not we're a thousand feet from a school but we're we're about 200 feet from a from Boys, Boys and Girls, Girls Club. Club. But not that we, you know, we don't There's do no any drugs. We don't do anything. Like the only time heroin's been done here is I didn't want it. Someone walked in and he asked to use the bathroom and it took him like 27 minutes to get out. And once he was in there and had the door locked, I you knew what he was door, doing. Right? I almost had to break the door. That dude. Yeah. And finally, he was like asleep in there and I'm like, dude, you can't. No. I, and it was just me being kind and thinking he actually had to use the bathroom because he looked antsy, but it's considered was like, wanted to fucking take some jump. heroin yeah but oy. um the sentencing enhancement has been on the books for 35 years and failed to reduce the availability or sales of drugs within our community said hernandez these extreme and punitive policies of the war on drugs break up families and don't make our communities any safer drug sentence or in sentencing enhancements were meant to reduce the availability of drugs and deter drug selling However, like many drug war policies, they are a proven and costly failure. In addition to depleting state and county funds that could be spent on schools, health, and social services, sentencing enhancements are a major contributor to jail overcrowding. As of 2014, there were more than 1,500 people in California jails sentenced to more than five years, and the leading cause of these long sentences was for nonviolent drug sale offenses. Although rates of drug use and sales are comparable across racial lines, people of color are far more likely to be stopped, searched, arrested, prosecuted, convicted, and incarcerated for drug law violations than whites. The drug war has devastated families, low-income communities, and communities of color who are disproportionately incarcerated. If signed into law by Governor Brown, the RISE Repeal Ineffective Sentencing Enhancement Act would help restore balance in the judicial process, addressing extreme sentences and reducing racial disparities in the criminal justice system. The RISE Act would free up taxpayer dollars for investment in community-based programs and services that provide public safety, like mental health and substance abuse treatment. Advocates applaud the State Assembly's passage of SB 180 and see the bill as an opportunity for California to demonstrate its commitment to criminal justice policies that prioritize safety instead of punishment. Amen. Amen. Thanks, drug policy. Well, hey, thanks, California. California, you're winning. Yeah, Rather than the rest you. of the country. Well, so actually, scary. I should say the blue states are slightly winning and the rest of the country is burning. Burning. Actually, we're burning, too. Well, it's... <laughs> SoCal. God, everything's crazy. But no, that's 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 positive news, especially with the fact it's, of what's going on with Jeff Sessions and what he wants to do um, with, you know, re rebooting the drug war. Rebooting the drug war. Yeah. yeah. There was, um, so I have to tell you, I, um, I respected Donald Trump for the first time this week. Uh-oh, what happened? Uh, in, you're gonna on, on, no, on like the day after November 11th, he, I, we can, September 11th. September 11th in 2001, he said that those buildings could not have come down without the assistance of bombs. He's a conspiracy theorist too. Well, no, he says he. Well, we can listen to it if you want. Um, it's the first time that I I was like, oh, maybe we do agree on something. There's maybe the, that's the only thing that we could possibly agree on is uh, 
that there were bombs in the towers. Well, that see, it was a controlled demolition. You should see, but you should see where he got his information from, like Alex Jones, because that's where he gets his news from. Well, no, but this is him in. This is on. Uh, he called a New York TV slot to share what he had seen from his high-rise condo. Is this like okay? This, this is legitimately from. 2001. This okay, is this crazy. Is 2001. Okay. Right. It, I was about to say. This so like he gets it, interviewed. I, no, 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 no. This is crazy. I don't know if we should watch the big one or the small. I think we should watch the small one to start. You like the small one? Uh, big or small? Big or small? Great. Donald, you're probably the best known builder, uh, particularly of, of, of great buildings in the city, there's a great deal of question about whether or not the damage and, and the ultimate destruction of the buildings was caused by the airplanes, by architectural defect, or possibly by bombs or, or aftershocks. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, it was an architectural defect. You know, the World Trade Center was always known as a very, very strong building. Don't forget, that took a big bomb in the basement. Now, the basement is the most vulnerable place because that's your foundation, and it withstood that. And I got to see that area about three or four days after it took place because one of my structural engineers actually took me for a tour because he did the building and I so before we get you confused when he's talking about a bomb in the basement he's not talking about 2001 a bomb in the basement talking about 1993 the world trade Trade center bombings where there was a bomb in the basement and like only 12 people were killed and it didn't destroy the buildings and so he's talking about that i'll back it up a little bit for you guys so he says that big bomb in the basement and it's from 1993 that he's talking about and he says the basement is the most vulnerable space and so he's not talking about 2001 like the quote-unquote conspiracy theorists say when they talk about a bomb in the basement he's talking about 93 but still is the most tremendous here we go basement now the basement is the most vulnerable place because that's your foundation and it withstood that and i got to see that area about three or four days after it took place because one of my structural engineers actually took me for a tour because he did the building and i said i can't believe it the building was standing solid and half of the columns were blown out. I mean, so this was an unbelievably powerful building. Uh, if you know anything about structure, it was one of the first buildings that was built from the outside. The steel, the reason the World Trade Center had such narrow windows is that in between all the windows, you had the steel on the outside. So you had the steel on the outside of the building. That's why when I first looked, and you had big, heavy I-beams. When I first looked at it, I couldn't believe it because there was a hole in the steel. And this is steel that was, you remember the, the width of the windows of the World Trade Center, folks. I think, you, you know, if you were ever up there, they were quite narrow. And in between was this heavy steel. I said, how could a plane, even a plane, even a 767 or 747 or whatever it might have been, how could it possibly go through the steel? I happen to think that they had not only a plane, but they had bombs that exploded almost simultaneously. Because I just can't imagine anything being able to go through that wall. Most buildings are built with the steelers on the inside. Okay, wait. Did everybody just hear that? Did everybody just hear that? That's like, this is 2001. This is Donald Trump saying the truth. This is the only time you will ever hear me agree with this person. This is the only time it will ever happen. It's on something that some people say is absolutely ridiculous. Let's listen to this one more thing. He says, I just don't think it could happen. Let's just listen. I happen to think that they had not only a plane, but they had bombs that exploded almost simultaneously, because I just can't imagine anything being able to go through that wall. Most buildings are built with the steelers on the inside around the elevator shaft. This one was built from the outside, which is the strongest structure you can have 
and it was almost just like a uh, like a can of soup. You know, Donald, we were looking at pictures all morning long of that plane coming into uh, building number two, and when you see that uh, approach the the far side, and then all of a sudden, within a matter of a millisecond, the explosion pops out the other side. Right. I just think that there was a plane with more than just fuel. I think, obviously, they were very big planes. They were going very rapidly because I was also watching where the plane seemed to be not only going fast, it seemed to be coming down into the building. So it was getting the speed from going downhill, so to speak. Uh, it just seemed to me that to do that kind of destruction is even more than a big plane because you're talking about taking out steel, the heaviest caliber steel that was used on a building. I mean, these buildings were rock solid. And, uh, you know, it's just an amazing, it's an amazing thing. It's, this country is different today and, and it's going to be different than it ever was for many years to come. Very profound statement and very true. Very profound. Uh, Bush's 9-11 Commission never investigated controlled demolitions. Uh, they never investigated WTC okay. Building 7, which was fell at a free fall speed and was not hit by a plane. Uh, they never investigated the Ace Elevator Company in the shafts, where people said they put explosives during the comet. They never investigated removing illegal asbestos, another place to put uh, things. That the security was by the Bush brothers on the board of the director. And the Larry Silverstein. Now, that's the craziest thing, is uh, Larry Silverstein bought the World Trade Centers two months prior to their destruction. And uh, okay, and that stuff is crazy because there was, in 1968, they, so they were building the World Trade Center and they got to like the 68th floor in 1972 or when it was being built and they said, ah, no more asbestos, asbestos is bad. But there was asbestos on those lower areas. Now, they... They were going to have to remove it. The guy who bought it, Larry Silverstein, was going to have to remove the asbestos. Uh, but it would have cost more to remove the asbestos than the buildings were worth themselves. So what he did instead is he took out a special new insurance policy against terrorism. Okay. Specifically against terrorism. Okay, this is my version of a conspiracy theory, yeah. which people have heard. And I, I, I don't think this is a conspiracy theory as much as what I'm about to say. But you know that the Bushes flew the Saudi family out that day on 2011. And you know that the Saudis had something to do with. Mm. So they could have been the ones who were trying to buy it or were or what have you or put in on the insurance policy huh yeah so because the saudis but by the way and the two guys on the plane were saudis so why have we not uh charge yeah how, how, how did it become bin laden how, how did bin laden oh, become that was a iraq exactly but that's the thing is that first they, it moves that's there it, it's like a lateral move of things that don't make sense. So it's like instead of blaming the Saudis, they blamed they blamed. Uh, we went to Iraq and then Afghanistan. So we which had Afghanistan, yeah. yeah. So it kind of had completely nothing to do with what happened. We just needed the boogeyman, right? We, instead of the Saudis, because the Saudis have what? Oil and money. money. Well, the other thing mm -hmm. that they were talking about was that. There was actual gold underneath the World Trade Center. It's like, where did the gold go? Where did everything go? Like, where? I don't know about that, but I'm. I just know it's it's the whole 9/11 thing is a whole big shady shady thing, just like JFK. Right. It's, well, and it's still going to be unsolved. I just finally learned a little bit about Benghazi because of so the Muammar Gaddafi Benghazi Libya thing. I learned more about that because 
that sort of tail ended on some of the CIA stuff that I was researching um, on Susan uh, Lindman. Or I read, watched her whole thing. She wrote a book called. Um, uh, oh, it's it. I have it in my head again. There's a bird on the front, and it's. Uh, ugh, I can't remember it from my head. I didn't my read, but I've been re- I've been researching so much, and it's. And, and there was so much there were the worst people said the worst things to me on the internet this week they said the most mean things to me they said let's hear it. oh yeah I'll tell you the, one of the meanest ones um, people just did not everyone was there was so much going on this week on there and they people got so angry um, oh here we go this is from I I don't even say his name, whatever. I don't know who he is. You all assholes. I was there that day. Caps to all you assholes. Go fuck yourselves. You all low life pieces of shit. Wish you get the same sorrows as the families, you cocksuckers. I'm blocking this piece of shit, Pam Benjamin. I'd like to spit in your face, cunt. Cunt with a K. And then Amber said, you spelled cunt wrong, and I'm sorry for your loss. Um, (laughs) Damn. Uh, and but that's the thing is I'm not saying that it didn't happen. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying. I'm just saying that it, the why and the how are different than what they told us. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm not saying that three thousand people weren't murdered. I'm no. I'm just saying that our government knew about it ahead of time. That the CIA lady had been sending memos. That they knew there was going to be hijacking, and then they played on that to make it bigger. I think that. There was an insurance policy taken out, and it was, I mean, it just makes too much sense. The building is worth the same amount of money as it is to redo it, but you can't undo it, so you, of course you have a conspiracy and blow the thing up. The stuff about Building 7, why did it have to disappear? There was information in there that was, there was all this other information. It's like they covered their own tracks by blowing up that building. They... Oh, it couldn't have been what a plan to wire all the... Of course, it was a huge, enormous plan. Yeah, it's not like we're being Alex Jones and saying, like, you know, Sandy Hook and 9-11 never happened in the Holocaust. I'm not saying no. it didn't happen. It did. I'm I saying see, it did happen. It did. But the thing is, there is a whole... I think there's a whole influx of a story that the American public doesn't know about and they don't want you to know about. Just like like I said earlier about JFK. I'm sure the CIA probably knows who probably murdered him. You right. know, yeah. so I mean, 9/11 is just going to be one of those things. The story behind it, because there is there is fact and there is proof that what you just said about the Bushes knowing ahead of time, because yeah. there were memos yeah. that were posted. Uh, I believe August 13, 2001. Yeah. Uh, she was uh, talking about it in June. This woman, this this woman that I watched her whole documentary, and she wrote the book, uh, is a CIA whistleblower. She was sending memos and having meetings in April of 2001. And I remember this because if you guys remember watching Fahrenheit Fahrenheit 911, mm, that I didn't was watch the mention. That. Yeah, there was a mention about the memos that were uh posted uh in a month before 9/11 happened, saying right. like this is what's going on. So yes, that part is not a conspiracy theory. No, and, but that's that why people were getting not. angry. Everyone who got angry on the internet was saying, you know, you cunt, how dare you asshole? How dare you? And I'm not diminishing. I'm saying Holy fuck, I read 50. They are so, these oral histories, okay? They're from the New York Times. They're the oral histories of 
Um, all of the, it's amazing. I, I've been it's obsessed with it. Uh, the September 11th records, a rich vein of city records from September 11th, including more than 12,000 pages of oral histories rendered in the voices of 503 firefighters, paramedics, and emergency medical technicians were made public on August 12th. The New York Times has published all of them. The oral histories of dispatch transmissions were transcribed verbatim. They have not been edited to omit coarse language. Now, they did edit some of these, and they blacked some things out, which is interesting. I've read over 50 of them now out of the 500, so about 10%. And it's interesting. As I read one person's thing, then I read the person that they talk about. So it's like they were an EMT, and this was their partner, and then what happened to them? And then the the, police, the chiefs, not the police, the firefighting chiefs that were there, and how they all got called in. And a lot of them talk at the end, and they say... We didn't know not to set up our... We never thought the buildings could come down. We never thought that could happen. We set up our triage stations way too close. And we wish we would have had more... If we would have planned or had some information. Because they would have set up triage farther away. And less people... Like, more people could have been saved. But the talking about, like... In these things, they said, oh, we went into the lobby and it was like a bomb was in the lobby. Well, the, the planes had struck up above. So if the planes struck up above, where did the lobby come from? And then you have the people that say they were in the basement and then this huge fireball came out of the out of the elevator shaft. And Kenny Johansson, who got who was, had a suicide, but he's like one of the first people, he, he pulled the guy out. He's like, his skin was falling off because the guy was in the elevator. So something else was happening that they just didn't investigate. And the concept that they did this whole 9-11 thing and there was a deep investigation, the commission, the commission. but that they didn't they investigate saw, any of no, this? Actually, uh, they said, uh, speaking of, you, you you brought up the 9-11 commission. Did you know, and you brought up Benghazi. Did you know they had more hearings on the Benghazi rather than the 9-11 commission? Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. So all that, all of our taxpayers' money went to more to Benghazi right. than it did the 9/11 commission. Well, the thing about Benghazi is, is that we recognize that Libya had all the gold. They have like 148 oh, yeah. we want tons we want of gold. Some of that. Like and oil. he's got, yeah, he's got oil and he's got gold. We've been and trying to get Gaddafi. We have been trying have to get been, Gaddafi yeah. since like the, the 80s. 70s, 80s, 70s, yeah, 70s, 80s. But no, I mean this. The thing is, like there. That commission was bullshit. Absolutely. Um, I remember reading about it. And I'm like, there's nothing, there's not, you're not telling me anything. You're not telling us anything. When, as reading, even these first person narratives, as they all say, it was like a bomb. We felt it hit. Then we felt external explosions. We were here. There was this explosion. People are talking about, and the closer it was to the date, the more they talk about different explosions other than the planes hitting and other than when it fell and how many sounds that they heard when the building was falling it's insane and then the things that are omitted from some of them I'm like what were they saying you need to, I'm surprised you've never seen Fahrenheit 9-11 no I oh. couldn't after I've never gotten into it because it's it, it's the cognitive dissonance like it does, but it I does can't talk, it does talk it does give you some insight about the before Oh, so and like the memos and everything else, mm. and how um, the CIA whistleblowers. Yeah, <laughs> and then they they also got into. You remember George Bush? What he was doing that day, right? At the, he was reading uh, to the children. Yes, exactly. And, and the look on for, his face. He sat there for how long? About like a long time. time. I, 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 I think saw 10 the. Minutes. I went through the entire timeline from multiple sources about what they say happened. With this is when it took off, and this is what happened at this point, and this is what we're reconstructing. And there was a long time mm-hmm. between the time when he's 
when his aide first knows, and, and then when he's told, and then and sat, sits there, and then how he reacts, and he he later says, I read some quotes about what he said was that he was trying to look, he didn't want to portray an image of fear, but it's like people need to know to get the fuck out of yeah. those buildings. People should have known if that was going to happen. They should have been running down the stairs. They should have been get out of the building, get out of the building, get out of the building. People weren't doing that. They were telling people to stay up there. People weren't escaping, and there were so many bombs that went off on the interim. They didn't want them to come down because then they'd say there were bombs going off everywhere. And then, and then, it's so to scary. add insult to injury, you know, you know, for those first, um, the uh, the people, the first responders, like the firefighters and the policemen, you know, a lot of them are still sick. Sixteen years later, so sick. And, and Congress has um, vetoed many bills with helping them, you know, um, with you know, with any, any kind of like. I don't know, Medicare. Because it was uh, pulverized. Everything. With some of the things that were going on with the building. The asbestos The asbestos. Everything just vaporized. It was so hot or whatever. So that they're saying, and then there's a thermite explosive. They're saying, well, when we analyze the dust, there's bits of thermite and there shouldn't have been any thermite there unless there were explosives. So this dust, though, that contains iron spheres and concrete and vaporized melted steel or whatever and human bodies and asbestos and paper and people breathed this and it covered their bodies like they were all of these firefighters they can't they say oh i jumped under this um fire truck or i hid in this lobby of this different thing and it got everything was black everything you couldn't see and they're talking about how they couldn't breathe and how breathing was like they had to breathe but they couldn't breathe and they were just breathing and they thought like concrete and, and, a lot of those and have, asbestos yeah. a lot of those people those people have respiratory problems now because cancer of it. the yeah. the dust lady she's dead yeah. um the picture of the um, african-american woman who was all covered in dust, dust walking and she was got kind of famous for that she died of cancer i guess yeah. last year yeah i don't know if i should read any of these these first person narratives they are so sad i've been reading them at night just to tell you guys it's on the new york times um, the ones by the women are really crazy. Oh, this was the main guy, Gombo, one of the chiefs. I think that the most, I might read the one that was the most compelling to me, which was, his name was Rene. And uh, he was a, he was a big, he was big in the, uh, let's see, that's Fiorentino. That was a good one too. I mean, I've been going, I've been going fucking nuts on this. And it's been, and there's a lot of crying. I mean, I feel, I, I feel for these people that, didn't know what was going on and they all rushed there to help you know 503 living people give their stories here about what it was like to go into this war zone that supposedly what we knew about like that they could have I mean the whole the whole concept that I just can't get over is that they used a plot that they knew was going to happen to forward their own economic means and a, a bunch of people got in on it. It's scary to conceptualize. That's why he that sat the, there that long. But the 3000 people that lost their lives were are less important than money. That the two twin towers being destroyed and building seven to cover it up that the money that it would have cost to take the asbestos out for that rich fuck Larry, the whole family. The, but so, they're them getting those fourteen billion dollars or whatever they got in the sentiment, instead of having to take out the asbestos, is those people are worth more than us. We aren't people. Our people aren't people. This is the thing that makes me so angry. Is that our government just murdered three thousand people because other people need more money so that they can keep more money? So what you're saying is that people aren't worth as much as money, which is cognitive dissonance. It's giving me stress. It's making me crazy because I can't believe. 
believe that people don't value human life. And then I'm like, our government doesn't value human life. And then I go back and I'm like, clearly we don't value human life. That's what's happening. So you have to change your view about the government. That's what has to change. I know I sound like a crazy person, but I don't either. I don't want to believe that they did this. Um, those were just the good old days, too. <laughs> that was just Vietnam the good old days. Up too. Yeah. I mean, that was, now we got to look what we have to deal with now. We had like, what? two hurricanes and people are still saying that climate change doesn't it's a hoax it doesn't yeah, exist it doesn't really you know so i mean we're we're talking about 9-11 when mother nature is going to be our 9-11 pretty that's, goddamn soon and it's true. and it's actually something that we can prevent but, but there's too much corporate interest right uh, too yeah. much more money so let's yeah. you know let's yeah. you know we'll let mother nature take its course instead of us wiping people out which by the way the government is already wiping us out but that's a whole different show yeah <laughs> but well, they you know, did. But that's the thing is, they did. They wiped out three thousand Americans. On and it, but no, actually more because no, what because happened? Now they have the cancer. Yeah. Well, no, well, no. I'm I'm adding on top of that. Oh, okay. Because what war did we get into, and we're still in oh, Afghanistan? Right. Yeah. Woo! So let's add yeah. another body count to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and then oh, let's add another body count to Iraq too. Mm-hmm. So it's actually more than three thousand. It's because this is so all many people. This is. All this, I mean, this 9-11 was just the explosion, not, you know, no pun intended, Um, but of what the effects of what we're dealing with to this very day, because we're still in Afghanistan 16 years later. What the fuck for? Yeah. I, when the 9-11 commission did, didn't really it was just 9-11 commission and, and was just bullshit the, the whole okay. Iraqi thing they didn't have weapons of mass destruction there was no fucking weapons of no mass weapons. the whole thing was a, they were trying to let us in they were actually trying to remove sanctions that was the whole CIA lady's point is that they were trying she was trying to have a peaceful resolution and there was there's just these larger powers that where money is more important than human life that's the Republican party and well it's it's that Democrats are But on that's board where that. the cognitive dissonance comes and that's why people get angry on the internet when people like us say things like look at this look at this and they say it can't be that way it can't be that way because they can't conceptualize they in their think, minds right. that the government that we're taught that exists to protect us and make our lives better we are taught that in our school system in our sociological American upbringing America's the best America cares about its people we care about Americans and like yet George w. and then well you know <laughs> and but then we kill them it just it seems it's also for me I just I can't even I can't even you and, know and now look at the horse shit we're in mm. <laughs> well so I mean it, it's 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 this was just a kickoff of to and kind it's of only like, been 16 years and there's yeah. still it's all gonna come out of I mean obviously it's been going on longer than of course 2011 but I mean we are still fighting a war from 9-11 that there, had nothing to do with 9-11 absolutely and this administration you know didn't doesn't want to pull out Obama said he was gonna pull out but didn't mm. you know W well we this is W's like you know he's the one that started this Afghanistan and Dick Cheney who is an evil evil you can't kill evil yeah, he, he how is, many heart attacks he has pretty, how many heart attacks has he had and he's not died he's I, I like, like that. at least four or five I'm a, I'm a big fan of that uh, joke by drummer comedian Aaron Barrett where he says uh, oh, and, uh, and you know my buddy uh, Dick Cheney we, we call him dictator you know because uh, he loves tater tots we put him in the oven 375 25 minutes nice and crispy <laughs> 
you know, with a uh, dictator. He he calls the shots. He calls the shots with everybody. Even he even calls the shots with God. And I love it when we're at uh, Camp David. We're in our sleeping bags and we're holding hands and we look up at the stars. And I say, Dick. How many, how many stars do you think there are? And he says, God, if uh, you let me live through just one more heart attack, I won't shoot you in the face. <laughs> uh, yeah, he even shot his damn fan, friend in the yeah, face. Yeah, Dick, 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 Dick Cheney. Yeah. He's evil guy. But I don't know who's, I mean, he's pretty evil, but the Trump administration's pretty fucking evil, too. Well, there, I mean, he's... I think Dick is a little bit smarter evil, which is scarier. Absolutely. I mean, because that's the whole 9-11 thing. I mean, the chain, I mean, Dick Cheney, he's been, he's been in the government for many decades. So he was part of the Reagan administration too. This is a good quote. In an effort to reveal the essential goodness that resides in the hearts of most human beings, it is also inexorably, it also inexorably exposes the vilest evil that festers in the minds of a few. Like Dick Cheney. Well, I mean, but that's the thing. We're all presupposing. And we don't know. And there's cognitive dissonance. And there's all these things. The problem is that no one's been honest. We don't know what the truth is. And it's crazy. And we sound crazy. But when so many people, when so many engineers and people come out and say, this is crazy. And there's a few people who are like, oh. And they say, well, it, you know, it, Occam's razor, the easily most explainable thing is what happened. And I'm like, yeah, so thermite was found. So that means there were explosives used to to, demo, to demolish the buildings no build steel building has ever fallen that way because of a fire ever in the history of steel buildings but these three did and one of them wasn't even hit by a plane all straight down all looking exactly like a controlled demolition so there was this one guy who uh said he was in the basement and he says he william rodriguez and uh he says that he's he's been circumventing the globe and trying to tell people about you know that he heard and felt a bomb before the plane even hit he felt an explosion because he was in the basement and there are a lot of people that say that and there's a lot of people that were in those first person narratives on the ground saying it saying it sounded like a bomb it felt like this even before there's a one thing there's a there's a film camera and it's on the ground and it picks up an explosion before the before the actual plane hits into the building so there's all of these like little references and Am I a crazy person? Yes. You know who's crazier? We're going to get into the... So, I can't even... Like, 9-11 just makes me so angry and confused, and I don't know what to do, and I feel so terrible for all of the people that died, and it's so horrible, and the people that continue dying. For for what? For rich people. It makes me very angry. And I don't consider it a conspiracy theory, but this is a conspiracy theory, and I can't wrap my brain around it. We're gonna. I did a little research on this today, too, because flat earthers... Do you know about the flat earthers? The people that believe the earth is flat? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They believe that the North Pole is in the center of a flat earth and that the earth is around it. And the, on the, I think on the all the way at the bottom is actually hell. No, it's Antarctica, but it's not. It's an ice wall that NASA guards so that we don't fall off the edge because no one's ever come back from the edge. Okay, this is this is flat earth theory condensed, right? <laughs> Amelia Earhart disappeared when she tried to circumnavigate the globe. She fell off the because earth. Because she fell off the, the earth. earth. She went over the ice wall into no, space. space, space. Okay, so agreed. This is this is this is some crazy ass <laughs> That's shit. That's crazy shit. I'm sorry. And 
it, so it's hard it for me. It sounds like when, a horror movie. It's it does. Great. It sounds like a great horror movie. This yeah. is so. This is the um, the flat. Uh, well, it's so funny because Huff posted a thing and they said uh, <laughs> flatter theory still a thing because of Tila Tequila. She came out last year and she had some amazing tweets about flat earth, and which there's are a, there's a basketball so funny. Player. There's a basketball player that uh, said the same thing. I could, I don't remember who he played for, but said the earth was flat. Yeah, Tila Tequila's flat earth twitter rant is the best thing that's happened in She's 2016 yeah uh so she is uh definitely a weird anti-semitic conspiracy theorist who once dressed up as a nazi and posed in front of auschwitz and who had her mtv dating show once in the mid 2000s right absolutely uh this here's a lot of them this is i'm gonna i can't i can't do a tequila tequila voice but it's 2016 and nobody's been able to prove to me that the earth is round where's the curvature in the horizon hashtag flat earth prove me wrong damn it she goes on and on i'm never gonna get over this flat earth tequila tequila why are all the buildings in new york city standing straight up if the earth is round some of the buildings should have a slight tilt what flat earth tequila tequila i can and it's flat and what's a witch you the name of your species. Let's see if I can find a really good one. If the Earth was a spinning globe, then how come airplanes can still land without crashing? Because the face of the Earth is flat, not a globe. It's... Fuck, the government is blasting me with frequencies again. My right arm just melted. Bye. These are weird... These are all from January 7th. Dude, she must have been on meth or something. She's got to be on some shit. That is some crazy meth talk right there. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I will stop talking about my flat earth talk if someone can send me a goddamn photo of the horizon with a curvature. Otherwise, it's flat. Yeah, that's that's drugs. Okay, so she goes on and on and on. But the flat earthers say, I mean, I'm just going to read about this because I was like, is this, when you look at 9-11 conspiracy theory, they throw this up on the side of your Google search. And I think that it's actually a ploy to confuse people into thinking that any alternative thought is fake news, right? Yeah. Uh, welcome to the Flat Earth Society. Thanks for taking <laughs> the time to read through this fact. It was created in light of the realization that someone with a round Earth background and the Flat Earth theory would appear at first glance to have some glaring holes. This thread is designed to answer some of the questions that may that round Earthers may raise when they first arise. Please read it all, especially the first section, as it will help you find your feet here at the Flat Earth Society, as well as making debate and discussion better and more enjoyable for everyone. Enjoyable spelled N-J-O-Y-A-B-L-E. Uh, it's hard for me to believe you when you can't spell. Disclaimer. The opinions and beliefs expressed in any post do not necessarily reflect the belief of the Flat Earth Society Forum. The Flat Earth Society Forum's goal is to promote the free discussion of the Flat Earth Theory, as well as free discussion and debate of any topic of interest to our members that does not contradict forum rules. The views of any individual or organization, including that of the old Flat Earth Society run by Charles K. Johnson, are not necessarily shared by whole or in part by the Flat Earth Society. The only person qualified to give the official position of the Flat Earth Society requires Daniel. In addition, please remember that the views contained in the official threads are not necessarily shared by the forum's staff who post them. The moderators come from both sides of the debate, and an ununifying purpose is to promote a smooth-running forum so as to promote the emergence and discovery of truth through free discussion and argument. All right, here we go. General information. Is this a joke? This is not a joke. We are actively promoting the Flat Earth movement worldwide. There are admittedly several non-serious Flat Earther posters, but they are fairly easy to identify. What 
evidence do you have? The evidence for a flat earth is derived from many facets of science and philosophy. The simplest is by relying on one's own senses to discern the true nature of the world around us. The world looks flat. The bottoms of clouds are flat. The movement of the sun. These are all examples of your senses telling you that we do not live on a spherical heliocentric world. This is using what's called an empiricist approach or an approach that relies on information from your senses. Alternatively, when using Descartes' method of Cartesian doubt to skeptically view the world around us, one finds that the notion of a spherical world is the theory which has the burden of proof and not the flat earth theory. Perhaps the best example of a flat earth is the Bedford level experiment. In short, this was an experiment performed on many times on a six mile stretch of water that proved the surface of the water to be flat. It did not conform to the curvature of the earth, round earth proponents teach. Many other experiments demonstrating the lack of curvature in the earth may be found in Earth is Not a Globe by Samuel Robenthal. People have been into space. How have they not discovered that the Earth is flat? The most commonly accepted explanation of this is that the space agencies of the world are involved in a conspiracy faking space travel and exploration. This likely began during the Cold War space race in which US USSR and USA were observed beating each other into space to the point where each faked its accomplishments in an attempt to keep pace with the other's supposed achievement. However, since the end of the Cold War, the conspiracy is most likely motivated by greed rather than political gain. Okay, here's why I got it. I can't. I read this whole thing earlier and I was like, is this worth it? I mean, we have satellites in space. The reason that cell phones work are that we send satellites in space and they're orbiting. They're orbiting faster than the Earth goes. You can see them go through the sky. You can see them move across sure the sky. You can see them? Is that a right camera that we're looking at? You can yeah. see them with your naked eyes sometimes. Some of the low... Uh, I mean, you've got... The, the satellites exist. They're up there. I'm just sounding like a conspiracy yeah. theory. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so... ridiculous. It is, so, Flat Earth... I, I got into it only because it was on the side of the rest of the stuff. Like, they kept trying to pull me to other conspiracy theories. And I really just... I really just tried to stick to the to the 9-11 stuff. But... Flat Earth? I You've mean, gone too far. Have we gone? I've gone too far. You've gone flat. way too I just, but I can't. Like, no, the Earth is not fucking flat. No, I know, and it's not either. It's not. Okay? I know, it can't be. It can't be. I'm Earth. just, it's just, what, 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 what did Galileo and all of them, what, what was he going to benefit? Look at this one. This is 24-7. 24-7 Flat Earth Live. 100% <laughs> proof NASA lies and Earth is not a globe. You have to PayPal them to watch it now. Um, Flat Earth as seen on movies and TV. Hollywood mockery, blah, blah, blah. I, I mean, why look, and it's all, here's the thing that's crazy to me. Here's one that just came out in June 2017. So what the fuck is happening? We, we have, we have, why is 2017 the year of the Flat Earthers coming back? Flat Earth evidence and proof. <laughs> June 2017. I, 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 I have, I have, here's my conspiracy theory because our, our cheddar in chief is a conspiracy theorist as well. You see? Yes. 
Yeah. I didn't know. He gets his no news from Alex Jones, who is a big time conspiracy theorist. That's that's, that's absolutely. And then he loves Fox News. What does Fox News do? Well, Fox News makes up things. Yeah, they're fake news, but they also have conspiracy theories as well. Which, I mean, see, Joe Rogan (laughs) believes this stuff too. Joe Rogan believes in the flat earth stuff. Yeah. (sighs) No, well, I don't. I don't either. I can't believe in flat earth. I mean,. You've gone too far. I've gone. Far. Yeah, we've gone too far with no. the flat Earth. Stuff. I mean, that's almost as saying like dinosaurs didn't exist. Right. I do believe dinosaurs exist. I think they were just because I think there were bombs in the basement doesn't mean that flat Earth is true. Do you see? Yeah, I see, the, the, that's I see what they're the, trying to do. The, see what they're I trying see, to do. Yeah. On the side of my searches, it says what are stupid things you could believe. To make you sound like a crazy person. To make you sound like a crazy because person on your show actually, today. Because they flip the script on you. Because maybe mm. there could be a fact that, you know, there was bombs in the basement. I don't know 100%, but I don't trust nobody, the fucking... Nobody knows tr- because everything disappeared. Anyway. And they got rid of all the evidence. That's the thing is no one can know because the evidence is gone. Because they moved away all the steel. They took it and they recycled it in China within like a month. It was gone. They got, oh, rid, they got of rid of that building really quickly. Right. That's for sure. They were like, nope, let's but sweep this shit away. And then they said that the, there was nothing wrong with the dust. The dust was tons of asbestos in the dust. Yeah. The, the asbestos argument is one of them where I'm like, of course people you, aren't worth money. Why do you money. think the government keeps or, vetoing these bills for uh, 9-11 and what have you for the first responders? Right. They keep right. vetoing these bills. So that's a... Because they'd have to choice. admit that they lied if they... Exactly. Mm. But but this is how they were flipping the script. Like, oh, you you know, the this, this whole thing about 9-11, well, you're going to sound like a crazy person because we got something up next for you which is a flat earth theory. So they're right. going to lure you into that kind of pigeonhole of craziness, which the whole yep. 9-11 thing is not because there's still still so many unanswered questions about it. You know, this is why people have their own theories about 9-11. Sure. You know, but and, and the I'm, earth is not fucking flat. Okay. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to listen to some of this until we can't anymore. We'll see. We're going to listen to the thing. Cause they're saying flat earth proof. NASA caught lying. More clips that will make you question this. reality. Please. I'm going to have to vomit. After I know. Well, shit. and it's, I just, ah, okay. We're going to, we're going to check it out. Uh, you guys are listening to the AltaCast here on mutinyradio.fm. Uh, don't, the, the purpose <laughs> of today's show is to try to, Remove some of my own cognitive dissonance. <laughs> the Therapy section. I don't want to believe that our government lies to us about everything. Just about some things. But some things aren't a problem. But when people are dying and you keep lying about it. I mean, what I do you think the drug war was about? They I know, ju- they, that's they, the thing. They, 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 what they do with crack? I know. They what are they doing it. with heroin? I think that they kind of like that 68,000 people died last year because of opiate overdoses because fuck those opiate people. They're not people. Well, once, how, the, how, how did the majority of them get started? Pharmaceuticals, Ooh. I know. See? But then once you're not on the pharmaceuticals anymore, you're not making money for the pharmaceutical company. So now you just need to die. Yeah. Because now you're a problem. Because before you were an asset because you were taking our drugs and spending the money. But now that you don't have that problem anymore, now that you're hooked and you can't get our drugs, we, we're just going to let you die. Because it's cheaper than taking care of you. It's cheaper than giving you Medicaid or having Medicaid cover drug rehabilitation programs. You know what's easier to do? It's easier to put you in jail. Because isn't that the cheapest rehab there is? Oh, yeah. Beat okay. you up. Put you in jail. Put not you back give you on food. the plantation. Tell you to fuck yourself. You yeah. bad person. You're a drug user. Well, how did I become a drug user? It's a catch-22 that I'm like, it kind of seems like a government conspiracy. 
All right, Flat Earth. We'll be back here on the Elfcast. <laughs> Groupon Plus is the oh, no Groupon, no, no commercials, uh, no commercials. No See, it's commercial. so popular that there's even commercials. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary proof. You're talking about the Earth I being this, flat. Thousands I'm, I'm of scientists have looked into it. You think they're all wrong? That's so insane. You haven't looked into it. It's even more <laughs> hilarious is that they. Well, we talked about this uh, before the podcast started, the Japanese uh, weather satellite. That people keep saying in this flat earth theory thing that there's no images of the earth yeah. in full, that they're of all course. composites. They're That's not told. true. It's not true. There yeah. are images of the earth that are taken every 10 minutes by this one satellite, and they're high resolution. You can, you can access them online anytime you want. But people and see those and they want to think they're fake. Not they good look enough. At, I've seen so many fake ones that NASA admits that they're CGI composites. There's so many out there. So when you see this one, it's like this is the same one. We don't have a picture of our Earth, except for the nice composite fake images NASA gives you to make sure you keep believing you're in a ball and keep arguing on their behalf. Keep fighting for them. Keep telling people we went to the moon simply because you can't let your mind think of the possibility that someone lied to you. The government lied to you. I guess this is a photo of the Hubble telescope taking a picture of itself. Unbelievable. But yet they believe there's an ice wall around Antarctica that you cross over. Where's this photo of the ice wall? Yep. Oh, that they show. There's so much fraud when you look into Astronomy. it. It's okay. So that's hilarious. Because Joe, I believe Joe, Rog I believe, you know what Joe Rogan says. Where's the ice wall? And then they show a picture of you know an Antarctica. ice wall, an Antarctica with with. Um, <laughs> What's going to happen when the... Now, here's the thing, flat earthers. If the flat earth is truly flat, global warming is melting the ice caps, and it's going to melt the fucking ice wall. And then what happens? We all run off the side of the earth? The land slides off to the black hole. I can't... I mean, it's too much. This is too much for me. I love that thing about... Because you, you can't have the ability to think. Well, I have the ability to imagine all kinds of things. But yeah. boy, oh boy, I kind of believe in gravity. But then they say, <laughs> gravity, they say gravity's not real either. Okay, oh, we're going to... We'll listen to more. Good Lord. Shit. Look into it. Earth throughout its life, even when it formed, it was spinning, and it got a little wider at the equator than it does at the poles. So it's not actually a sphere. Eddie, why would anybody be paying money for people to lie about the world spinning? <laughs> That's so a very good question that everybody asks coming in. Everybody coming asks Coming into the group. Yeah. Have a people seat, get, have people some coffee. Knocked down. My name's Eddie. One by one, flat. they're getting knocked Hi, down. Hi, Eddie. Now, why would they lie? Oh, I don't know. How about 18 billion dollars annually if nasa gets to steal 18 billion dollars from their taxpayers well even if you don't believe anything else i've told you the bottom line could be they stole your money for a fake trip to the moon they stole your money for a fake rover on mars they stole your money to show you cgi and cartoon pictures of the globe 18.4 billion dollars annually that might be another reason to lie. It looks like a table or a board. Now, once in a while, you might see mountains or hills, but those are just like little bumps on what looks like a flat earth. The well, because is pointing in a little bit di different direction. So the sun's rays come at a slightly different angle. So at this, on this day, I will measure that the sun is directly overhead for me, but I'll get my friend 100 miles away to measure the angle of the sun relative to the well. And if you, that tells you that the Earth is curved. With the Earth supposedly 23.4 degrees on its axis. And that leaves you, of course, the occultic number, again, 66.6 .6 degrees off. 
if you look at like the six, fuel six, six. that was loaded up into the Saturn V rocket, you can calculate where that fuel could take that rocket. It's to the moon and back. <laughs> so it's they're not going to the piggly wiggly, right? Yeah. In the Saturn V. No. And if you do the geometry, <laughs> you can work out yeah, 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 it's yeah, hundred yeah, yeah, miles yeah. of the Yeah. They're just taking fucking clips. Yeah, and they're clipping it together and it's ridiculous. It's You're right. ridic this yeah. is this is some bullshit. I'm yeah. sorry. This well, this is degrading to uh what's his to face? Joe Rogan. To no, not to fuck Joe Rogan. Yeah, fuck Joe Rogan. Dude, to Dr. Uh Tyson, whatever his name is. Oh, um, to Bill Nye the Science Guy. And Bill Nye the that Science Guy. That wasn't very guy. nice of them to Yeah. I'm like, y'all are Doc, Neil deGrasse Tyson, excuse me. Uh, yeah, I'm like, come on, man. He's an all-around physicist. He he knows, watch his show. <laughs> he knows the earth is not fat, flat. They're just putting out snippets. This is the problem that we have with the internet. This is how fake news begins. Right, right, right. This is like, I'm like, and people believe this shit. And uh, there's no gravity? Fuck you. Yeah, well, and that's, I mean, that, that I took physics six with Sally Ray. So that's the thing is that I'm, I met Sally Ride. She was my professor. Oh, dope. In, yeah, really? in at UC San Diego, she's a professor of physics. Shut up. She teaches physics six. It's called physics for poets. She might be retired now, but when I was in school there, I took her class twice because I failed it the first time. But it's because I was watching Days of Our Lives, and it was a Monday, Wednesday, Friday class at three o'clock, so I had to <laughs> you, miss. You failed Sally Ride's class because of yeah, because the first it was the only class I ever failed in college because I she said it was going to be easy, but you just had to do it, and I just didn't show up to class. So when I did show up to class the second time, I got an A, and it was no big deal. Anyways, I watched Sally Ride twice. I watched her be my professor. And at the very end of the class, That's which was awesome. the most exciting part, she showed her own home movies from space. She had a camcorder up there and she showed us on the screen her being in space with people. On, I mean, she's the first woman in space, space right. and totally amazing. So for this flat earth stuff, I can't believe it because I've met Sally Ride. She taught me the physics of space. And, she would know. And she would know. She's been to space, and I don't think that she was lying. I mean, I can't imagine that she would construct... What is she going to benefit from? It? Right. She's going to construct a class that you... But all of these... Okay, so physicists and scientists know about the Earth. I, it's... I find it interesting, though, that they that people that they're saying, "Oh, flat Earth." But but we don't we but we can't think for ourselves. Well, we certainly can't. Yeah, uh, that's. I'm sorry. I'm really impressed that Sally Ride was your teacher. Your yeah, that's pretty dope. She's super dope. Wow. Uh, she was like one of the, like the people like I remember liking a lot when I was a kid. Because so, yeah, yeah, she is a badass. Yeah. That's um, and how dare you? That's offending Sally Ride, goddammit, you and flat now, earthers. So now check this out. There's a card game in 1995 called the Illuminati that came out. Here's oh, some of the cards. the Illuminati, I know about that. Flat yes. earthers. This is from 95, yes. and they still, flat earthers, people laugh, but the flat earthers know something. For their action, you may roll two dice. If your roll is equal or less than the number of places you control, flat earthers will alternate geology that has led them to a gold strike. You may draw as many plot cards as the number Okay, so flat earthers. And then they've got a NASA thing. Gives plus four to any attempt to control any space group. And they've got a picture of like the moon landing being fake with the earth behind it. It's so funny to me because these cards were in 95. Um, Can I say something? Yeah, absolutely. The, for these flat earthers to think that NASA's getting billions of dollars right now. Do you know NASA's funding has been cut dramatically yeah. for the past like 15 years? Absolutely. Like when's the last time you can remember sending someone to space? Think about this. I can't remember. Right. Like NASA's funding has been 
demolished, man. Demolished. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just had to throw that out there. It just doesn't make sense. It's just, well, I can... So these are some of these cards are amazing. This is one of them. It's called Terrorist Nuke, Uh-oh. and it's completely a picture of the Twin Towers exploding in like the same place. You can look at. The, I put it today when I tagged the. That's the way it was supposed to be in 1993 too. Right, but they did it in the basement. They didn't fly the crazy know, they, plane. They, they did it in the basement. Uh, but here's the one I posted today. Look how similar. How amazingly like it's. It's uncanny to look at the 95 card compared with the 2001 picture of the event. And it's like, how did it, how do these cards predict the future? There's another one that I put up about Donald Trump. It looks just like Donald Trump saying, uh, enough is enough. Uh, Stop in the game. Uh, you've got, it's, it's crazy how many population you, reduction, epidemic, quarantine. There's all of these. Is there one about the lizard people? I don't, that's a good question. Yeah. Are you familiar with that conspiracy theory about the lizard people and all that stuff? I've looked at that stuff's crazy too. You know who I actually think who is a lizard person? Um, After watching his horrible interview and looking at his fucking face, Steve Bannon. Oh. So, okay. This is another conspiracy theory that I'm about to throw out there. Ding, ding, ding. Um, So after watching his interview, it... His, okay, if you just look at his face out there, obviously we can't show you pictures because you're listening. Right. In the interview, his jowls start moving. <gasps> like we, it's like you, Pam. You should really check it out. It's weird. Um, my friend told me about the lizard people and like Katy Perry. And, oh, like, I've Ricardo. heard the same thing. Yeah, yeah. it's supposed to be the lizard people, and I'm like, that's some bullshit, whatever. But after watching the Steve Bannon interview and seeing like his. You, Pam, you really have to take a look at it. I, it's I, I'm just, I'm right weird. now. I can't, I can't handle the she's Illuminati looking, card she's game. At the Illuminati. They're, all of them are completely telling the future. It's from '95. It looks, it's called Charismatic Leader. It looks just like Trump. The back of Trump. Uh, the back of Trump. You've got enough is enough. It looks just like Trump's face. You've got uh, the nephews of God. That's interesting. Wow. Uh, they're activists, and it's. It, this it is a crazy card game. I I uh, invite you to look into some of the pictures. It, basically, it came up at the, around the same time as Magic: The Gathering, but instead of being like all fantasy and weird, it it kind of tells the future. So crazy, crazy card game uh, uh, tells the future. Is Jay Z and Beyonce up there because uh, they're part of the Illuminati? Too. No, but the black <laughs> activist Black Lives Matter thing happened here. Look at that. There's gives plus two to any attempt to control a liberal group. Black <laughs> activists, and they look kind of like the Black Panthers, but with dreadlocks. Um, sucked dry and cast aside. That's sad. Uh, subliminal. The Illuminati card deck. I mean, I wish someone still had these pictures. But there's Princess Die when she was still alive. Uh, and the paparazzi just following her. Oh, except for murder. No, she'd probably already been killed at that point. I don't remember. I don't know history enough. Uh, can the Illuminati card game predict a predict a card attack? Anyways, I'm I'm just I I don't want to believe in all conspiracy theories, but I and I definitely don't. The flat Earth thing, you guys are full of fuck. Like honestly, I can't. <laughs> I just can't even. Like, I can, I can, I'm dealing with my cognitive dissonance about 
the bombing of the World Trade Center in 2001. <laughs> Whether you call it a plane bomb or a bomb bomb or they planted bombs, it were bombs. Bomb, 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 bombardier. I, I, I feel it's like there's just so many unanswered questions yeah. to the fact of the matter. Oh, no. I, let's I mean, wait. The questions have been answered. The 9-11 Commission came out and said they have the answers. They, no, they're full. I'm big, no, yeah. I know. I'm oh, she, fake I'm playing news. playing the other side. Fake, fake news. news. Fake no. news. No. Um, fake news. It, it, it just was way too fishy. And especially with the whole memos coming out a month beforehand. And the, so, the biggest thing for me... The biggest thing for me is the insurance policies that were taken out against terrorism and that refitting, re, uh, removing the asbestos that had been sprayed on all of those outside beams to retard fires uh, as a fire retardant. That, 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 for me, that's like the smoking gun is the taking out of the terrorist insurance policy and that removing the asbestos would have been more than the buildings were worth well, at the time. That's too. a smoking gun and for me. Plus the fact that the, the guys uh, on the plane are Saudi uh, are, were Saudis, how come we never, we didn't punish Saudi Arabia for Right, we only punished, punished Iraq. Yeah. Iraq, who had nothing to, to do, do with it. it at so, all. I mean, yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of unanswered questions. I can understand some of it. I think some some I think sometimes some of it's ridic- ridiculous. Yeah. And I do also think the world is still round. I don't know. We're gonna see. We're gonna see how much. We're gonna see how far we can get through this. We're gonna see. We're gonna try. We're gonna try to see. This is the best flat Earth proof 2017. Oh Lord. They're saying hey. Because you just read the words of a bunch of guys that you never met. And you just take it on faith that everything they wrote was true. Mm. And what makes you think what your scientists are writing is any more truer than my saints? Because there are volumes of proven data, numbers, figures. I I love it because they're they're just taking a clip from, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. What? (laughs) They're starting it with a clip of it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. You poured through the data yourself, the numbers, the figures. Well, no, no. Oh. Interesting. So let me get this straight, Mr. Reynolds. You get your information from a book written by men you've never met. And you take their words as truth based on a willingness to believe, a desire to accept, a leap of... Dare I say it? Faith? Come on. Look, I mean, I don't even know how I'm supposed to respond to that. Like, I rest my case. Always question what? the scientists. Right. These, this is, oh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia to prove the, the flat Earth theory. It's not making a lot of sense. What is everything made of? You know, oops, there's about 95% stuff we don't know. Philosophically speaking, it's very uncomfortable. Because if the Earth is in the center of the universe, that means that somebody put it there. <gasps> Matter tells space how to curve. S- space tell. Did I get that right? science community is is ignoring a lot of the things that we're looking at and so normal people are going out and doing experiments and one of the experiments has turned up um, an amazing fact that we've not been told and it, it destroys the whole idea of this this uh, heliocentric system I can't believe um, that and that is the moon now you can actually measure the temperature of the moonlight next to the measure the temperature of the uh, shade of the moonlight and you'll find the moonlight is colder than the shade the opposite from the sun so the moon the moon is, is throwing out its own light and that light is the opposite oh, from the sun okay so they're saying that we we know with science 
that the moon is reflecting the sun, which is why it changes in its monthly orb. You know, because it's like it's it goes, it waxes and it wanes because as it moves around us and we move around the sun, it gets the shadows in it or it gets the sunlight. We just don't see the part of the moon because of its position, its position to the sun. So these people are crazy. <laughs> like, but that's the thing is, so, but then we go back to the beginning. We said, well, you read it in a book. And I'm like, Sally Ride taught me about gravity. <laughs> And the physics of space and going, having to go 23,000 miles an hour to escape the Earth's atmosphere. All that stuff. Yeah, who the fuck are these people? Who I the mean, fuck are these people? And first of all, you're going to... St- that tells you that it's not it's, you, you could talk them over them because they're idiots. The it's not reflecting the sun's light. Producing it's, producing it's producing its own light. And its light is different from the sun's. Ah, so, you know, the scientific community... It's different than the sun because it's a reflection of the sun's light. Because they won't tell the sun's hot as fuck, too. Um, it destroys this idea that the, the sun is, you know, is lighting up the moon. It does not Everyone destroy knows, the like if you're in sunlight. What do these people um, think about climate in the change? Shade, right? So if it's 100 degrees right. in the sun, it's 90 I degrees. think that they think about climate change that it's going to melt those weird walls that are holding our whole world together. But do they believe too? Because a lot of these people sound like they put, would be climate change hoax, hoaxers. 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 Oh, they really, they get into it here with airplanes. I'm like, when an airplane flies, Uh-oh. they know, they know that the earth is round. They go... At, the airplane knows? Well, that, of course the airplane knows. Well, the airplane... <laughs> the airplane has a critical thinking. No, the, well, the science of the airplane... Okay, here, we're going to see if they've moved us forward at all. On a ball spinning a 1,000 miles an hour, while it's going 26,000 miles around the sun. Basically, the model we're accepting right now. The sailor thinks that he's traveling around the Earth this way when in effect he's traveling around the earth this way so they're saying it's like a disc now here's the thing this is what refutes it all and they learned it galileo and all that shit back in the day mm-hmm. when when the ship leaves spain or portugal right. and goes toward the new world india or whatever and then they know now we know we were dumb that that's not the way to get there it's past you know the americas or whatever the, it disappears like it feels like it falls off the earth because the earth is round because there's a curvature. It's, it's you don't file. You don't sail off the universe. You sail around the. I can't. I just. I. I it's, they it's, began flying it around the world from Abu Dhabi last year with stops in India and China, then across the vast Pacific. Does running around your neighborhood prove that the neighborhood is round? I was an airline pilot for Delta for 26 years. A pilot's primary flight instrument is his artificial horizon, which he has to be maintained level to keep from climbing and descending. From a cockpit, weather permitting, I could see hundreds of miles in all directions, viewing cities connected by roads across the flat plain as far as the eye could see. If a pilot is, uh, is flying around the curve of the Earth, then it sh- he should be dipping the nose down um, every every five minutes. He should be dipping the nose down to, to stay around the curve. No, because of gravity. And that's absolute proof that a plane flies over a flat surface rather than a curved one. What? Oh, 
I know it's it's insane. It's it's like this this now, I can how see. How come in all these ball pictures, man? You can see all the continents pretty much, and there's just a little bit of clouds here and there. Man, it's like some of these pictures, like there's some where they show the Earth at night, and you can see all the lights and stuff. It's like you're telling me the entire continent didn't have clouds. The entire <laughs> fucking continent, like you can see Africa and all these lights and all this stuff. Like you know, if you turn on your porch light, I guess you can see it from space. Apparently, and it's like there's no clouds in some of these pictures. There's no clouds in some. And they spelled out the word sex right recently, probably a few months ago, in one of the clouds. But you know, if they do their research, they wrote they sex in one of the clouds. Oh, that's and hilarious! They copy and paste the clouds on some of these, and they use the same cloud form. Like if you're going to make a- okay. okay, so this takes conspiracy theories too far. The clouds are painted on. Who the fuck is this guy on the phone? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I and don't how know high are you? Yeah. I. I, I mean, can't. It doesn't. This is some bullshit. We can't. E- we I, can't even let it go anymore. Don't I, go any further. No, I can't. This can't is some do more it. No, I can't do they it. They started with "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." Right. Exactly. <laughs> Which yeah. is a comedy show, and the point of that skit was to play on the ridiculous. Right. And now they're showing some um, movies from oh, uh, Deep, Impact? Deep Impact. Deep Impact and, and stuff. Of course, uh, there's the Simpsons. Of course uh, that is definitely a cartoon teach us that the, the earth is in a dome up oh, there's all the word did there. it have futurama clip snippets too yeah i wish it's it's God. like okay oh, now 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 here's the thing though is that there's a theory called metaphysics and it is sort of derived from poetry somewhat and there's a couple like different derivations of of this particular anyways metaphysics that once you have the thought in your mind of something that's created you can do the back technology to make it exist so that basically all thought is true all thought is not true all thought is real right so for example in the 60s star trek came on and they had a communicator that looked like a flip phone and they could talk to their spaceship and they were like voop 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 doop doop and then now we have, and this is before cell phones. There was no such thing as a phone that you held in your hand that you, there was no such thing. When, you know, when we had movies where there were pads that people were using their fingers, zoop, 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 moving right, around. Right. We and didn't have touchscreen technology at that place. Metaphysics right. says that once you have the thought, it exists. And then you back technology or you forward technology back to that thought. Or technology right. now is like, back thought to that idea right just like dick tracy had a talking watch right so just like dick tracy (laughs) in the 30s had a talking watch watch. that's where i watch right and And now we have the and even before that the casios when they put like a little like a little little calculator Calculator. but we didn't even have we didn't have any technology right and then suddenly in 100 years we back technology to all this stuff and we've got but what the theory of metaphysics is that if a theory if it if it exists, you can make it real, basically. Right. You can't so, make the Earth real. You, mean, making you it flat, you can't. You can't no. make it flat. Yeah. It just it defies. It's 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 too big that. <laughs> I can't believe that everything from NASA is fake. Now I'm the person who's told us last week that I think the moon landing was fake. I'll say it, but I don't think everything. There were people shot into space. We have satellites in orbit. That's real. Orbit is a thing Sally that Ride exists. Sally Ride did go to space. Sally Ride showed me <laughs> pictures. She showed me home movies. Are we calling her a liar? See, that's the part for me. There's where the cognitive dissonance gets into play. There's too much of it there. 
It doesn't cause enough discomfort, this flatter theory, to make me be like, no, Sally Ride was wrong. I'm like, Sally Ride was right. These people are idiots. But the 9-11 theories and people seeking truths, that does resonate with my cognitive. That does make me feel angry and confused and make me need to change my ideals. Because it's it's unanswered and because in their attempts to answer, they've done a haphazard, shoddy, really bullshit job. And And we also knew that the war and what have you had nothing to do. So right there, everything was a lie. When you get a mem... Repeat. I know I'm sounding repetitious, but it's just the the thing is like we we don't have the answers, but we have all these things that point to like, well, why didn't this happen when you knew about this and the aftermath of you know and so on and so on, and nothing was still has not been resolved. Right. So yes, there are a lot of people, especially years later, that are starting to ask questions, and you know when it first happened, you know. They would pull it off. It's like, oh, you're crazy. And, you know, you know, it was the terrorists. It was all the terrorists. Here's the best part about the terrorism. Okay, 93 bombing. The 93 World Trade Center bombing was a terrorist attack on the World Trade Center carried out on February 26, 1993, where a truck bomb detonated below the North Tower of the World Trade Center in New York City. So underneath in the basement, the 1,336 pounds of urea nitrate hydrogen gas enhanced device was intended to send tower one crashing into the south tower two bringing down both towers and killing of tens of thousands of people it failed to do so but killed six people and injured over a thousand so they were trying with their technology in 93 to have a bomb in the underneath of it to mess with the structure enough so that it would teeter over and fall into the other one and then this so on and so on like a domino effect right because they didn't have the ability for a controlled detonation because it was too big because a controlled detonation for a terrorist attack would be too much because they only had enough to put one truck with enough incendiary devices in that truck underneath now we claim that in 2001 that there were they don't actually claim that there were incendiary devices inside the plane. That's Donald Trump, and we heard him today, and he said that there must have been bombs on the plane. There was more than just jet fuel to create those structural collapse. So... Now, would you say that maybe... This is me throwing some Yeah, make some stuff up. Hell yeah. I don't want to make anything up. Come on, we're already doing it. It's all the guests. Could there be a factor of like maybe there was bombs in the building already and it took many hours? I don't think the uh, the tower didn't go until like maybe what one o'clock or something. Oh no 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 no! It was the first towers fell within two hours of being hit. World Trade Center Seven didn't fall until like five o'clock that night. Yeah. So So that one was way later. But they say that it was the fires from the towers that collapsed that fell on Building Seven, creating fires. Each floor one by one. And that those fires weakened it structurally so that it fell later in the day that's the that's the that's their official party line well bomb or no bomb the government had something to do with it right point 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 period yeah i uh, the, the government had something to do with it that's that's just point point and the the guy who said that he that bombs were in the basement he said that earlier in the previous weeks there had been some guys in weird hazmat suits and he was a janitor and they had like there was nothing happening on um 43 was an empty um level or whatever and he said there was noise back there and there were all kinds of crazy things happening and he felt like nervous and scared weeks before so there were 
they had the opportunity and the elevators were out for a very long time so people had access to go in and rig the elevators and rig the shafts with explosive devices and they say oh it's impossible how would you wire a building like that and like, they wire buildings like that all the time weren't they also using um, after this happened didn't they also I know they talked also about the 93 bombing which happened but then they also bring Oklahoma City into it of like because that was also a bombing in the way they bombed it as right. well white terrorist by the way yeah. uh, <laughs> Timothy McVeigh um, the way the explosives because the way the 94 Oklahoma City was 95. The way that exploded, the the foundation didn't fall apart. The windows and everything else just was exploded. I'm I'm just curious. Yeah. Now now I'm now I'm on a whole nother level now. <laughs> yep. It's well you said Timothy McVeigh, which made me think of Jeffrey Dahmer, which I know that they're different. I know that they're killers in different ways. But when you say white guy, yeah, you think Dahmer. I think Dahmer. I think the, I don't think I don't think McVeigh. Yeah, when I think <laughs> when I think white killer, I don't go McVeigh. I go Dahmer. Cause he oh he was nasty motherfucker. Yeah. So there's a new movie that came out this year, and I can't wait till it comes out. I want to see on it. Netflix. Uh, it was short lived in the theater, but I'm sure it'll be on Netflix soon. We'll play it on our way out here. This has been the AltaCast. I've oh, uh, been Pam, and we've had Latoya, the Shelf of Truth, trying to bring you guys. I know you think we're crazy or whatever. I'm just saying, look ain't, at some truth. First of all, we ain't that crazy to believe the earth is flat. We, I mean, I, we're not that crazy. Come on. The earth is round. But, you know, I know that they tr- they try to bolster. I think that, now there's my government conspiracy. The government bolsters the flat earth theory because they're trying to make mm-hmm. the rest of conspiracy theories sound dumb. Right. As dumb as that one. Because it could be the 9-11 thing, you know could be sort of true so instead of hearing the truth mm-hmm. about it we're gonna lure you toward the crazy the shit because you guys are crazy no, 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 it's, but we know what really happened we, well so we're just gonna leave you guys out with uh <laughs> please have some critical thought to listen to us look you do your own research In, indeed actually Read. go go on if you want to honor the people who um served as first responders who died tragically after because of the asbestos inhalation people who tried to save people the 503 first responders and their first person narratives go to the new york times and look it up they are scintillating and horrifying and sad and some of them are amazing and yeah and it's and it was real i'm not denying that it wasn't real i'm just saying the, the why and the how might not be what we truly believe the unknown man it's the unknown this has been the AltaCast. coming up next is some call me tim this is the teaser for my friend dahmer uh so go see that in movie theaters (laughs) or what have you it's i'm kind of excited about this take a deep breath on a patient's mind. Jeff's a little off, you know? 
I think he's kind of hilarious. I like bones. It interests me. What's inside? I see things in you that I don't like about myself. I want you to have friends in ways that I never could. I'm just like anybody else. This is not a sideshow attraction. Are you okay? Get out of your shell. You need to be more normal. I now present to you Jeffrey Dahmer in his command performance. My friend Dahmer, everyone. Go see it. I know that was weird because you were just listening to it, but uh, it has the guy who I really like from the kids' show on the Disney show. Uh, what is it? It's... Um I couldn't do without you. Live it without you. No, there's no ship. They're in they're in Miami and they're at a music store and it's Austin and Alley. He's in a show called Austin and Alley on Disney Channel and he's anyways, now he's my friend Dahmer, which is disturbing as fuck. Wait till it comes out. It's already been in movie theaters. I can't wait to see it. Uh, thanks, every guy, don't everybody. Be yeah, don't <laughs> go be honest with someone today, everybody. Thanks for being with us on the AltaCast. Bye. <laughs> pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio FM has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, 
MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Want to spend a summer Sunday laughing your cares away? Then come join the fun at San Francisco's Comedy Day. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs, and it's free. Besides our annual celebration of stand-up, did you know that Comedy Day offers workshops that teach Bay Area students how to use humor to resolve conflict? Comedy Day is so serious about ending bullying, it's banning all comedians from using the following phrases. Knee slapping, side splitting, break a leg, bust a gut, knock them dead. Those words hurt. But Comedy Day feels good. It's fun for the whole family. Did I mention it's free? Hey, comedy fans, don't miss the 37th Annual Comedy Day, the original longest-running free outdoor comedy concert in the world. The funny starts at noon on Sunday, September 17th at Sharon Meadow in Golden Gate Park, San Francisco. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs. It's free! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Yeah. 
San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue. San Francisco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Anything you try has already been done before, and there's nothing really you can do about it. So remember to avoid taking risks and to whisper into feathers together in the dark. It's the right thing to do, and viewers like you. We like circuses in town, it's time for a train ride. The best circus town train rides are the dependable ones that'll depart and arrive on time. The ones that'll take you from clown to trapeze quad to elephant, see? But come on the train with the circus promise. It's intense. 